Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Adam Connell with me. Adam makes a living from blogging, and his mission is to help you create a successful blog and to make a living online. Welcome. Hi, George. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. Thank you, uh, thank you, Adam, for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, tell us when 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 did you start blogging, and what were your goals when you started it? It's a strange one, actually. It never it never um, occurred to me that I'd sort of actually start my own blog. Um, I was I was in college, and uh, I'm. Uh, my background from way back when was was in music, so um, I actually started my own um, non-profit record label while I was in college, uh, which was uh, where I sort of stumbled on the on the blogging thing. I've sort of been tinkering around with uh, with HTML, building websites, sort of since I was like 12 years old. Um, but when I came to um, actually put together the website for my record label. Yeah, I went through quite a few different designs and bits and pieces. I end, ended up um, settling on uh, using WordPress, which is how I sort of got started with the with the blogging side of things. Um, and after a few years, you know, one thing led to another, and 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 there there I go, sort of having um, over sort of sixty artists um, on my label and having about uh, two and a half million downloads. And it was something that I never. I never expected, but it, it was at that point where my eyes were opened to what was really possible and what you so, could really do with so, the blog. So when did you start the, the non-profit uh, site? Uh, it, was, um, it was around 2008, 2009, that sort of time. Um, 2008, 2009. And how long did it take before you thought, you know, hey, there is something there. People are actually coming to this site. They're using it. Uh, was it a matter of months? Uh, was it six months, two months, a year? Uh, when, when, when did you think, you know, there is something here? I, I'd, I'd say it was, um, it was about six months to a year when I really sort of thought, whoa, this is, this is taking off. Um, at the beginning, I was I was sort of very sidetracked by the details, and the, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of um, things that I had to look into in regards to sort of like the legalities of it all and, and that sort of thing. It, my main, my only aim with with that site was just to uh, to get a bit of visibility for some of my friends in college. That was that was it. But a year down the line, I think I think at that point. Um, I think we'd had uh, between fifty thousand to a hundred thousand downloads on, on some of our releases, then. so it wasn't um, quite where we where we've got to now, but it was it was still enough to open my eyes. Okay, and back then, what did you do to grow that business? How did you market it, uh, or was it just pretty much organic growth? Um, it was it was quite organic growth. I mean, the the um, they call it um, a net label. It's it's part of um, the the net audio sort of culture. Um, and there was quite a few sites um, around that that facilitated um, the growth of net labels. Um, Archive.org is one of the one of the main ones. But one of the strange things that happened was. Um, uh, 
it was around the time when uh, Mininova, um, one of the big torrents, uh, torrent sites, actually got shut down. Um, but they restarted as more of a, a force for doing good in the world. Um, so what a lot of um, uh, sort of uh, people that were running these uh, net labels were doing was they, they were going to sites like Mininova um, and using the sort of established um, audience that the site had to sort of propel their music to a, an incredible number of people. That was sort of one avenue that we that we used because it had a sort of a very um, the audience was perfectly in line with our target audience for for the label, so it was perfect. So, what is the name of your uh, non-profit publishing label? Um, it's called Audiocast Productions, and we haven't had a release for for quite a long time now because I've been sidetracked with other things. But still, music's been downloaded, so the wheels are still churning, and people are still listening to the tracks and stuff. So, it's it's the growth that that is happening right now is just purely passive. We're not doing anything for it. So that was, I think in that regard, we sort of, um, after we reached the the million downloads sort of mark, or everything after that was just completely passive. So and how does this site, does this site generate revenue for you? Because I would imagine there's a lot of expenses, if nothing else, the bandwidth to download all those music. Um, we, 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 um, we actually managed to run it on about five dollars a month uh, on a just a you know just a basic hosting account with site five um, because what what we did was we we mirrored the the tracks to other sites like archive.org because they've been um, very very supportive over the sort of net audio culture um, which is absolutely brilliant so it allowed allowed us to to grow the the label and get more people listening to the music. Okay, so so it doesn't really generate any revenue, right? No, not at all. That was um, that was the only downside of um, okay. of that thing. Pay the so bills. then, so then simultaneously you started blogging, or was it something that uh, that you kind of you mentioned that your uh, your nonprofit is kind of passively running? So it sounds like you're not really putting a lot of time into it. So when did you actually got in, get into the blogging world, so to speak? Um, the, I've um, I've been running a few different blogs. There's a there's a gaming bro- blog that I've run, and the, there was a there's a WordPress niche site that I that I'd run. It was it was sort of um it was about the time when when I started taking my foot off the gas with the record label because what I knew was it isn't going to pay the bills. And uh, when I was at college, um, you know, did got um got all my um qualifications and whatnot then I then I went up to university um, and I was focusing on marketing there uh, that was sort of like um, I did my, my final year project on and I had um, a lecturer called Carl who was incredibly inspiring and it was the the next part was was more because of of him really he sort of inspired me more about the sort of marketing side of things which is then when I sort of thought, right, I've got what I've created with, with this net label here, and I've got um, all these other things that I can see, which is 
you know, um, sort of mind blown really what the possibilities are. Um, and that's when I sort of took the uh, the first step down the road of, uh, you know, actually using a blog to make some money. Okay. So what was the first blog that you made money with? Um, it was a, it was a WordPress um, niche site that I used to run uh, a very long time ago. It was, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of an experiment to see if I could. Because I, I, I knew what was possible. I knew that um, what I created with the net label, you know, um, uh, was amazing. But could I replicate it in another way, you know, and, and actually make some money with it? Um, so I made a bit of money with um, with the other site. Um, so how much money did you make with this WordPress um, niche site, approximately? It wasn't that much at the beginning. You know, it was, uh, it was probably only... Um, maybe about three to three to five thousand dollars or something like that. Um, it wasn't too much, but it was it was then where I started thinking, you know, there definitely is something that could uh, that could be done uh, with this. Um, and you know, I got my first check through the door, and there it was. You know, it's not a pipe dream anymore. It's it's real. I'm using it to make a living, sort of thing. So and that was through AdSense or how did how did you make uh, money? That was um, that was affiliate, uh, affiliate, affiliate marketing. That was okay. Yeah. So so you saw that there was something there. You know, made a little bit of money. Uh, did you start another blog after that, or did you try to make more money with uh, the WordPress niche site? There was um, there was another blog at the time um, that I was interested in starting. Um, it was uh, it was a project that I worked on with. Uh, with one of my friends that I used to work with um, at another job previously. What was the theme of that blog? Um, it was it was a video game blog. Um, strangely enough, um, I mean I love video games, um, and my friend loved writing about them, and I could build the website. So um, what we set about doing was putting together you know, a good plan for a site and um, seeing what we could uh, accomplish together. So how much time passed from the time you and your friend came up with the idea and actually start making some money with that blog? Um, it was going back a few years now. Um, it was probably a couple of months. But the the that blog was a strange one because that was where I learned one of sort of the biggest um, lessons that I'll probably ever learn in blogging, um, which is that some niches are just more difficult to crack than others. Um, we didn't plan it. I mean, we planned it well. I mean, we, we did quite well in terms of um, the results that we got in terms of traffic. Um, monthly um, sort of uniques, we'd got to like 15,000 a month within a couple of months. Uh, you know, we didn't do any, any sort of... Um, crazy stuff with link building or anything like that it was just purely sort of organic growth through um through search and uh, social media and, and that sort of thing but the the difficulty that we had was that it was just such a saturated market um and there was uh, we sort of had um a point where we were we were both working full time we had a few other people that were volunteering on the site um but it was it was getting a bit we were sort of at that awkward growth phase um where 
we either needed to put a lot of money into it um, or we needed to shut it down. So uh, what we decided was that um, was to eventually actually shut it down. Um, and we, we, did, we had a pretty good run at it, but it taught me that, you know, you've got to take a look at um, your competitors in more of a serious way, which at the beginning, you know, um, it was quite near to um, when I was getting started with um, all this sorts of all these sorts of things. Um, so it's taught me the valuable lesson that you you just need to think about um, a have you have you got the passion to continue with that blog? Because some blogs, you know, you might five to ten years down the line, you may still be um, hoping to carry on with it. And the other side of things is how easy is it to make money um, yeah. and with with the level of competitors um all see we we didn't just have other bloggers we had a lot of uh, magazine publishers that um you know they've got budget to throw around and they've got a lot of staff on hand that, that can actually get posts out really really quick and keep on top of uh you know the latest news and that sort of thing keep on top of the latest reviews um but we accomplished a lot. We um, we had, we had invites to all sorts of um, gaming conferences, and um, we we got on the uh, um, PR list for people like uh, uh, Microsoft, uh, Capcom, and sort of like a lot of the big gaming companies. But um, you just have to make that decision. So basically, you had you had you had done well in terms of getting visitors to the site. But the niche was not right. So, how much? What was the? How much money did you make at the peak of 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 the earning of this gaming vlog? Um, it was not much at all. <laughs> it was um nothing in comparison to what I made with with my first site. Um, that I had a go with. Um, so it was. Around so it was even less than what you made with the yeah, WordPress niche site. Yeah. Okay, so so at that point you said, you know what? Yeah, we did some things right, but it's just not the right market. So yeah. what what's next? Uh, how did you decide on the next niche or the next project, and and what was that? The um the ne the next one was um was was actually uh, blogging wizard. But I sort of started it simultaneously. Um, initially, it sort of um it sort of started as um as a place to just sort of share my thoughts of what I was what I was learning um, while running a marketing agency at the time. Um, I was doing a lot of work with clients. I was doing quite well for them. And um, I thought, you know, when I started off, it was a massive challenge. You know, there was not as much information out there. It was all very surface level. There was not much in the terms of, in terms of sort of strategy and, I made mistakes along the way, definitely, um, but it's um, sort of learning from the mistakes and the idea was to help other people sort of make sure that they didn't make those mistakes, you know. So in what year did you start blogging, Wizard? Um, December 2012. December 2012? Yeah. And you basically wanted to teach people your experience and tell them about what to avoid and what to what to do basically yeah. uh, based on your experience definitely that was uh, that was exactly it um so so at what point i mean 
What did you do when you started out to drive traffic to the site? What were some of the strategies that you had? Um, my, the main one that I, that I focused on initially, because what I was doing at the time was I was, I was running a, a marketing agency that focused on SEO. So that was that was the first thing that I sort of looked towards. So I, I sort of um, just took the usual approach that I'd take to a client site, pick out my keywords and sort of identify which ones are going to be the ones that could make me more money. Um, I monetized it with with affiliate links, and I got the right products that um, that would fit into my niche and that sort of solved major problems. And there, there were problems that I that I'd experienced in the past myself, so I sort of knew what what problems um, I was trying to uh, help people overcome. So that sort of helped with, with the decision making of um, of that sort of thing. Uh, then I focused more, um, more on social media and that sort of thing. But one of the one of the key things that, that made a difference for me was um, influencer marketing. Um, and the idea is that there are there are people, whatever vertical you work in, there are people in that vertical that have a serious level of influence. So when you're just starting off, the thing to do is plan a strategy on how you can leverage that influence and that's what made the difference for me so how did you reach out to these influencers and why why would an influencer want to help blogging wizard versus some other a hundred other sites out there so what what did you have to do better than so many others out there and the I wouldn't necessarily say there was anything that, that I had to do better, better although the, the content um, the content does come into it in a big way and it does have to be top-notch. Um, but um, there, was, there was sort of um, a process that I went through where I'd, I'd identify the, the people that, um, that had the influence that I wanted to tap into um, and then I'd start um, essentially just getting on their radar. So um, it's, what it comes down to is helping them. You know, it's it's the givers gain thing. You know, you. Help so how them. could how could you help this? And give us an idea. Let's say if, if somebody starts today, and whatever the the niche is, how many influencers do you think is a reasonable number for them to? Is it is it ten? Is it a hundred? Uh, what what is manageable in your opinion? Um, I'd I'd say you don't want to start off just targeting a lot of influencers, but you you want to keep the uh, the number. I'd say probably you know around ten to twenty. You know, it's it doesn't have to have to be so specific, uh, all that specific. Um, but as long as you can, um, you're able to. Um, to help develop those relationships with those people. So if you start off, um, you know, just at the beginning, you find out who's influencing um, people in your niche, and then you look at just how, seeing what you can do to help them. In a lot of ways, um, just sharing their content can actually be a great way of getting on on their radar. But the important step that a lot of people um, end up missing is that. You've got to, for example, like on Twitter or, or Google Plus, you've got to uh, tag them 
so that they know that you've shared their content. Um, and leaving engaging blog comments is another thing that um, that works well. But with with the blog comments, if if it's a blog where the blogger isn't responding to blog comments, sometimes you can you're not going to really get that far um, on those sorts of blogs. But if you can if you find um, an influencer that's got a blog and they you know they're actively responding to comments, you can do um, by leaving a, a detailed comment you can uh, do quite well at actually getting on their radar but there is the possibility of that actually backfiring as well um for example you know you, you can't really leave a comment where you just say oh yeah um great post you know it, it doesn't really work so as long as the, the comments detailed it does work well um and e- even dropping them an email whether whether you've got a direct email or you just email it through a contact form or something like that um, can be a great way of doing it. Like, for example, if, if you notice an error on somebody's site or something like that, um, I always quite like it when people email me and say, you know, well, I'd prefer if there wasn't anything wrong with my site, but if, if there is, I prefer to know about it. And it's it's quite a nice thing to do. Um, and it helps sort of start the relationship off in the right way. Because what you don't want to do is send them an email instantly and just say, hey, just share my content you know or include me in a post or something like that because i've um i've had that myself quite a few times where i've just somebody's just emailed me out of the blue just say uh you know hey um adam just um like your blog i've written a post that would be a good uh good fit for yours would you mind adding the link sort of thing um and you know, they they don't always come off that well because you're you're asking them to do something before you've helped them out. Yeah, so basically you you start networking and yeah. you start building real relationships and That's try true. to be helpful, try to be valuable. And at what point and how do you ask them for help? And what do you ask them to do? Um, give us some uh, examples. Well, the um uh the the first thing um usually is is sometimes asking them to share a, a piece of content but um i do it in a way where i've already helped them out and the way to do that is is just to say something cool about them in a blog post you know everybody likes it when somebody says awesome stuff about them or um essentially uh, by mentioning them in a blog post you know and just linking out to them um you know you're validating what they're saying that can be quite powerful as well when it comes to um, getting them to share your content uh, because this is what I had a lot of success with sort of early on was um, you know mentioning people in, in blog posts and uh, just saying you know I've just uh, just mentioned you in the blog post here's a link wouldn't always say you know oh please share my content but when they sort of go through and have a little look at the post they quickly realize that what I'd said about them is a validation of um, of their expertise their expertise so then it's um, essentially a form of ego baiting um, mm-hmm. which it, it works really well but on the other on the flip side of things you know you you can't just make stuff up about people you know you've got to be uh, you've got to be authentic and you've got to be honest and that's when the strategy becomes so powerful 
But the other step that works very well is um, when um, when an influencer is actually invested in a piece of content that you're creating. So you could just um, email an influencer and ask them for a quote, which you can put in an article. That quite, that does work quite well. But the best thing that's worked for me is actually crowdsourcing um, content from a large group of influencers. Uh, there was a couple of group interviews that I did early on. One of the one of the ones um, I think itself um, generated about seven thousand visitors within two to three days, something like that. It was it was mind blowing, really. And the reason why that works so well is because uh, I involved so many influencers in a single piece of content, and then. I kept them updated with the progress on the post and, you know, sent them across a link. Here's the, uh, the link to your post sort of thing and um, said, if you'd like to share it with your, with your followers, that would be awesome. Um, there was no sort of like, oh, well, you have to share it. You know, it's just, if you want to share it, that's awesome. Um, and the beautiful thing about it was most of them shared it um, on both of the group interviews that I did. Um, and I've seen this time and time again be replicated on other sites and the results have been incredible in terms of sort of social shares and traffic and uh, in terms of the um, the links that the, these posts have earned as well. I mean the uh, both posts that I did for sort of a relatively small blog that I wasn't spending a lot of time on um, would earn um, you know, links from you know, around 40, 35 to 40 referring domains. So it worked very, very well. Okay. So we have crowdsourcing. We have leaving blog comments. Uh, we have sharing content of, of some of the influencers. Is there anything else that helped you to, or, or even today is helping you generate uh, traffic to your site? I, there, are, there are a few things that I've been trying lately especially on uh, sites like Google Plus and Pinterest and that sort of thing um, what I've noticed is that um, when you when you put a lot of effort into the visual element of your content it can go a lot further um, for example like um, Google Plus um, and Pinterest are great for this because um, you can use um, tools like Canva so if you head over to canva.com, you'll find a free tool for, for creating graphics. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm graphically impaired. I'm, I've never been great at sort of um, designing graphics and visuals, but it's a piece of uh, software that actually enables even me to create it. So if I can do it, then anybody else can as well. How do you spell that? Uh, canva.com, that's C-A-N-V-A. Okay. And so you use that to make your post a little bit more visually appealing? Yeah, that's right. So okay. I have um I have um a gener sort of um a generic image with some uh, with some text and what I like to do is I, I like to um use um images that sort of invoke emotion. They're not always a hundred percent relevant to the content of the post, but they still do incredibly well. Okay, okay. All right.
That sounds really good. Now, give me an idea. You started back in uh, December of 2012. Um, at what point did you feel that, you know, I think there is a business here? Uh, when did you start to generate uh, substantial traffic, for example? Um, I, th- I think I think it was a roughly about after about six to seven months. Um, and what um, was that traffic? How much traffic was that? I think that I think that was around um, fifteen thousand to sort of twenty thousand visitors a month, and that was I I'd been getting that for a little while, but you know it was at that point where it was it was regularly you know uh, quite a quite a decent amount really. Okay. And uh, were you, that's about six, seven months into the process, so maybe you're looking at May or June sometime early summer yeah. of 2013. Yeah. Now, at that point, were you already generating revenue with the website? Yeah, I, I started sort of, um, sort of, sort of generated revenue um, uh, in February uh, of 2013, which was, which was not, not too bad at all, uh, but at the uh, at the same time, while I was working on that site, I'd, I was only putting about it was only about a, um, a day a week that I was actually putting into the site at the time. So it was um, it was quite incredible with the with the other sites that I was putting hours and hours. And you know, when when you just get the when the when you just get the niche right, a lot a lot of bits and pieces just just all come together. Okay, and how were you generating uh, money, and how are you generating money today with uh, Blogging Wizard? It's um, it's still affiliate marketing, uh, still affiliate marketing today. Um, only now, um, only at the point that I'm at now, I've actually got the the time to start thinking about putting together my own products, uh, which is that that is the one one of the mistakes that that I made when I was starting out was. The, the real money is is in creating your own products well not just your own products but your own services and that's that's where where the magic happens really can you give us an idea uh how much uh, revenue you can generate with uh blogging wizard today um i i i could it's not as much as um some other bloggers are making it's quite a modest amount it's say it's around between three thousand sort of Five or six thousand dollars a month. Um, it can vary with it being with it being affiliate marketing, but it's only recently where I've actually had the time to sort of actually um, dedicate the time to to building the revenue on it. Um, really, I mean, between um, throughout 2013, I was only spending uh, that, that day a week. Whereas the re- all of the rest of my time, I was spending um, on other projects, mainly uh, running a marketing agency. So I'd um, I'd sort of um, leave for work in the morning, come home at night, and I'd bring my work back with me as well. Okay. And is the marketing agency your company or or? Uh, no, um, I was the operations manager uh, initially, but I uh, in in December um, of 2013, I, I got to the point where you know, Blogging Wizard was making a, a reasonable amount of money for me. Um, so I made the decision to, to go part-time. So I stepped down from my position um, and 
started dedicating a lot more time uh, into the site. And so now, are you pretty much full time? Are you tra- have you transitioned into full time, or are you getting to full time with Blogging Wizard? I'm getting to full full time. Um, I've also got a few other few other projects on the go as well that I'm splitting my time between. Um, but it's I'm I am in that transition transitional phase at the moment. Okay, and what are some of the other projects that you're you're spending time on? Um, there's um, one of the one of the things that I'm working on at the moment is is again still to do with uh, with Blogging Wizard. Um, I'm working on putting together a job site um, for freelance bloggers so that they can um, you know gain an additional bit of uh, bit of cash. Um, and it's on the brand side of things. There are so many brands that are up in their content marketing spend that they need good writers and um, you know good designers and developers that they can trust, which you know can be a difficult thing to find. Uh, and that is one of the problems that I always faced um, while running a marketing agency. Um, you know, you've, you've, you do get to the point where you do need to uh, outsource some work, and if you need to bring a designer into uh, uh, in on a project, or or you need um, an expert writer for a particular niche, okay. they can be incredibly difficult to find. Now, tell me, in your opinion, uh, you know, you you have done some impressive things uh, in different niches, and you know, you you actually got quite a few visitors to to multiple sites so it's it's really not a fluke right because you, you yeah. have repeated it so what do you think is a big time waster for for bloggers or people that are trying to get you know just to get off the ground because even you know 50,000 visitors a month is is a big number especially when you start off with zero right i mean i know mm. i've interviewed people with millions of visitors a month but but you know when you start out, even if you got a thousand, uh, you know, visitors a month, that's 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 great, right? So, yeah. what 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 do you think is a is a waste of time for for somebody that is trying to do that? Uh, and what is it that they should spend their time on instead? Uh, what, one of the things um, that I used to waste a lot of time on, and I was I was really bad for it, was I obsessed over over the tiniest detail. Because um, I am a perfectionist. That's that's my nature. It's a it's a difficult thing to work against. But what I found that was that uh, I was I was ending up um, paralysing my own success by obsessing over every little detail. Um, and it, you know, if you you can spend an, just an insane amount of time putting together just an airtight plan but if you don't sort of make that decision to take action and actually get somewhere you could just be spinning your wheels for you know six months a year even even longer which i know some people do on on some projects which they plan out um a lot and that's that's one of the things that i i spent a lot of time on when um when I was planning Blogging Wizard, but then I went the other way around and I ended up just sort of thinking, right, I just need to get this project out the door, get it live, um, and I ended up 
going the opposite way and and rushing it a bit too much, sort of thing. Um, so the the main thing, don't obsess, obsess too much over over details that that may just not really matter at the time. Um, start seeing results early on. Um, now, in terms of sort of um, tactics to sort of get yourself um, results, um, one of the one of the main things is to identify what's working for your competitors. If you if you um, if you want to sort of launch a project today, you know, and get a, a blog live, you know, if you if you thought about how you're going to to monetize it, you know, whether you're really passionate about it. Um, the main other thing to think about is what's working for the people. You know, and there are the tools like um, BuzzSumo, uh, BuzzSumo.com, which will allow you to sort of um, put in a competitor's URL, and then you can instantly see what content's working for your competitors in terms of social traction. Um, and there are sites, um, or tools like Semrush, Semrush.com. Um, that will allow you to figure out what your competitors are ranking for in organic search. Um, and organic search is, is still a big part of my traffic. Um, I know a lot of people have um, been hit by penalties and uh, all sorts of things. We recently had uh, Panda 4.0 roll out. But um, when, you, uh, when you can sort of identify what your competitors are ranking for, you know, you can... Um, you can start sort of working towards replicating what's happening for them. Now, um, you've been featured in some incredible sites uh, such as the Huffington Post and many more. Yeah. Um, what should we do, people that are listening now, to get that kind of success in terms of getting featured? How did it happen for you and what can we do to make it happen for us? Oh, the, the, first, the first thing that uh, it was... In a way, planting the seeds. Um, I, I got featured in um, a number of uh, group interviews early on. Um, that were I was featured alongside people like Rand Fishkin and uh, Neil Patel and that sort of thing. And that all sort of contributed to um, the authority that I've built up. Um, and that's what it comes down to. It, it comes at, comes down to being an expert at what you do. Um, you know, not everybody can... Um, can do that overnight, but I'm a I'm a big believer that if um, if you put your mind to something and you really try hard enough, you can do just about anything. But there are tools that have that have helped me sort of uh, get to that point. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of something called Harrow, HelperReporterOut.com. Yes, um, that is is a brilliant tool. Um, and they send these uh, these updates um, categorised by uh, by the industry, and they've they've got journalists that are looking for experts to um, to uh, sort of um, be featured in their pieces of content. Um, and when you've you know you've um, you've got something to actually say about a topic, it's it's brilliant and it can work really well. And uh, that's um, that's the tool that's um, that's helped me uh, become featured on uh, sites like Huffington Post and uh, CIO.com and sites like that. 
Um, but it's it's thanks to the um, authority that I've built up previously, um, and the the sort of results that I've managed to get for for my own agency and Blogging Wizard and the other sites that I've that I've run over the years that have um, contributed to that. So that's um, that's an incredible way to go about it. I think anybody, um, when you when you really put your mind to it, can uh, can do something similar. Okay. Now, um, do you have uh, maybe a book or two that you would recommend to others that helped you in your business? Um, there are quite a few uh, quite a few books that um, that I've read, um, but one of the um, one of the ones that I think has helped me quite a lot more than anything else is um, um, launch. By um by the founder of Social Media Examiner, um I I loved what uh, what Michael did with with that site and how he how he leveraged the influence of um of other social media influencers um to get incredible ex- in fact ex- explosive results um and that is uh, if if there's one book that you read that is that is a great one to choose. Well, sounds good, Adam. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us uh, today. How can people connect with you or find out more about you or just learn about you? Sure. You can, uh, you can find me at bloggingwizard.com. All my, uh, all my links to Google Plus and Twitter and all that sort of stuff you'll find just at the bottom. And uh, if you've got any questions, you can, uh, you can contact me directly through the contact form there and uh, I can give you a hand. So everybody out there, make sure you check out bloggingwizard.com. Adam, thank you, and hopefully you can come back maybe a year from now and uh, give us an update on how your business is going. Sure, that would be great. Thank you very much. Thank you.